Welcome to the Principles Podcast with Corey and Logan. I am Corey. I am Logan. And here's Logan. And at the time of this recording, we are about two weeks into the coronavirus here hitting the United States and uh, really wanted to get with Logan on this because, Logan, you are the COO of Fusion Hospitality. And your industry is one of the industries that's, there are some that are thriving, and then there are some that are really getting hit hard. And uh, your industry is one of those. And I just want to talk to you today about how do you lead in difficult times like this? Because it's in times like this where real leadership gets distinguished, right? And it's during these difficult and uh, uh, circumstances like this where Leadership gets revealed, people's personalities and their character gets revealed. And I uh, just wanted to talk to you about that. And how are you finding uh, the way you're leading changing during this time? And how are you trying to lead during a difficult time like this? Um, right now, um, I'm leading from the front. I'm in the trenches. Um, we're fully focused. Um, spend a lot of time in what they call flow state, where you... Uh, you're working and you look down and you're like, man, it's been three hours. It's been four hours. It's been five hours. Um, you know, playing, uh, a lot more defense than, than I normally play because of the way that the situation is evolving. But what we're trying to do is get out ahead of it based on the most current information. Um, luckily we've got connections in different markets that have been hit much harder than our market. So we're able to kind of take their playbook, see what worked, see what didn't work, learn from somebody else's experience, which is always an easier lesson and, and apply that to us so that we're, so that we're hedged in a, in a better way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that we've talked about off, off air or video or whatever you want to call it is within every challenge, there's an opportunity. What do you see as some of the opportunities coming up within your industry or you know, in the next uh, year or so, one hundred percent talent acquisition. Oh, um, there, there are a lot of people that have had the uh, the misfortune of being displaced at this time, um, and there's a lot of talent that we haven't had access to in the past that now is going to be on the market in our markets. Um, so the playing field has kind of been leveled to some extent uh, and, and shaken up a little. bit. Hospitality is almost like a snow globe right now. Mm. Um, it's just been shaken up, turned on its head, um, and there are going to be people that are looking for for a new home, uh, which creates a lot of opportunity for us to build our infrastructure with really talented people uh, that have been hit hit where it hurts in a very difficult time. Yeah, and talent, man. That's I mean. Having good people on your team is, I mean, it's key to any business, especially hospitality, right? So let me ask you this. So say you're one of those people that uh, they are skilled, they are talented, they're great people, but I mean, they just get displaced. Like, how did those people get noticed? How, how did they step out? Well, those are people that uh, really just add a lot of value in whatever way possible. Um mm-hmm. We've got some people like that. I guess my my best way to answer that question would be to tell you the, the people on our team, the things they're doing that keep them preserved and keep them performing at a high level right now. It's people that are very adaptable, yeah. uh, people that are very flexible, uh, people that can kind of keep their head above the situation and look look forward at the opportunities that are coming versus being a prisoner of the moment. 
and people that are ready to do what's necessary to keep putting one foot in front in front of the other right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously there there are areas where um, hotels have closed down or um, areas that have been quarantined and mandated government shutdowns and um, furloughs and different things like that, but. We, we've got people that have raised their hands and said, hey, I, I know we've got a vacancy over here. Can I go fill that right now and then get back to what I normally do uh, on a daily basis at, you know, when this thing blows over? Um, we've got people that have said, hey, I work, in, I work on the front desk, but I'm willing to clean some rooms right now. Uh, well, now they're taking that as an opportunity to uh, not just preserve themselves, but add value to themselves and the company because now they're cross-trained. Mm-hmm. Now... When this thing is gone, they're in a position where they they are they're not pigeonholed into one department. Now they can have oversight into multiple departments, and and you see a lot of that going on. And those are the people that um, they don't just land on their feet um, or or preserve. They actually get ahead in yeah. times like right now. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's key, man. And uh, having that team mindset kind of would what you're saying right there and making yourself more valuable, uh, I think is key to any, anybody. And it's, you see that in any industry too. I see it in, in manufacturing, the people who are more, um, it's about me are the ones that, you know, when, when it gets time for cuts, they're the first to go, right? I mean, um, there's a lot of people right now that they see this. I, I see twofold. You've got some people that saying, ah, it's no big deal. And then you have people that are really freaking out. Where do you find yourself? Um, I consider myself to be pretty pragmatic. <laughs> um, and and uh, I've done the math and I'm pretty realistic about the things that are that are to come and i think we've got some dark days in front of us yeah um that just means that we need to control what we can control uh, the situation is what it is right now um this virus doubles at the rate that it doubles at and we need to to mm-hmm. take the precautions that the cdc and the surgeon general and our local governments impose because they're for our own good um the quicker we react the shorter the storm. Um, so there's actually a really good analogy, uh, on that cattle versus bison. Mm. Um, when, when cows see a storm, cattle see a storm on the horizon that's coming their direction and they're in the pasture grazing, grazing, they run the other way. Mm. Um, so when the, it takes the storm longer to catch up to them, but when it does, they're running with it and it takes a long time to get through it. When bison see a storm, they run into it, and they're going the opposite direction. So when those bison hit that storm, they minimize the time that they spend in the storm, and they come out the other side quicker. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think with this scenario and with with really any challenges that we face in life, we want to be the bison. We want to run into that thing head on. We want to take it on, get through it, come out the other side. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, any, I mean, that, that was some big time good advice right there. And you um, learn more from you every time we talk uh, about what's going on worldwide, but especially with this. Uh, to me, you're most knowledgeable <laughs> on this topic right now. What, um, what advice do you give to people who may be on that freak outside? Like they're really kind of freaking out. And they don't, I mean, they don't know what to do, uh, where to even go, right? Like, 
what's some advice for them? Well, we we can't be paralyzed by fear. Yeah. Um, all we can can do is is control what we can control. Um, I I was talking with um, with my CEO the other day, and I said, hey, the the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still. Earth is still rotating on its axis. It's still going around the sun, and God's still in control. That's right. Um, this thing didn't catch him off guard. It might have caught us off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gives us challenges and opportunities to overcome all the time. So we need to harvest the lessons that we can harvest. We need to find ways that we can serve other people and, and find ways that we can uh, positively impact our communities during this time. That might mean staying at home and not spreading this thing. Yeah. It might mean providing some food for somebody that didn't get to the store before it was gone. It might be sharing some of that toilet paper that <laughs> that, that, that you're hoarding. hoarding uh, you know, it, it it can mean many different things. But um, paralysis and, and fear, they really don't have a place. They're not gonna they're not gonna move the needle for us. They're not gonna add any value. They're not going to help us come through better on the other side. Um, we can spend lots of time worrying or we can, we can be informed, which is what I choose to be maybe a little bit too informed at times. Um, but we need to detach from them and say, Hey, what do we need to do to be in a really good position a month from now, six months from now, a year from now to minimize these impacts and be better on the other side? Yeah, that's good. So it's either you can put your energy in your faith or you can put it in your fear, but you can't do both, right? So that's exactly right. Um, I, again, we're at the time of this recording, we are very early on in it, especially here in, in Mississippi. But again, you are in an industry that's really getting, that's being challenged, you know, to the top notch there. Early on, I would love to hear if, if, if you've got any leadership lessons that you've already learned up until this point, because we were talking off camera, um, you know, Monday, it was almost like go time. We've got everything shifted, right? So I'd love to hear if there's any nuggets that we can learn from you on leadership um, that you've learned early on in this process. Um, something that I always try to abide by is a high level of transparency and a high level of integrity. Um, so this thing, this situation is just evolving so fast. Um, people tend to think in linear terms and not exponential or logarithmic terms. Mm-hmm. And that's the way this thing grows. So that's the way that we need to deal with it is we need to, to, to take steps that are going to cut this thing off two weeks from where it is right now. So we've got to be able to extrapolate that math and we have to be able to lead that way. Um, I learned that lesson this past week because I had a conversation with somebody that said, Hey, do I need to be concerned? What, you know, what do I, you know, what does the outlook look like? I gave them my straight, honest answer. Um, I called him back three days later and I said, Hey, I was wrong. This is, this is how this thing's growing. This is how this thing's evolving. And this is the scenario now. Um, so the way that it's impacting people is changing, but putting our heads in the sand or being dishonest and not being transparent about it, uh, that's not going to instill confidence in people and it's not going to uh, build trust. And right now we need trust. We need confidence. Um, and, those are the things that we need to foster in our leaders and our teams and our communities um, as we get through this thing together. Yeah. Um, so I, 
what I'm trying to do is unify our team uh, so that they know we are all in this together. Uh, and the landscape is currently changing. So I, I try to provide them as up-to-date information as possible, um, as accurate future projections as possible, and make decisions accordingly. And when we're wrong and we miscalculate, we recalibrate as quickly as we possibly can so that we can preserve as many jobs and, and uh, preserve as much revenue and take care of our guests and, and stop the spread as much as possible. Yeah, I like what you said about trust and, and integrity, and that, that gets revealed in times of change and, and circumstances sometimes. I, I told you a quote earlier, and I'll, I'll say it here. You know, I don't even know who said this, but he said, uh, when you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. You squeeze a lemon, you get lemon juice. You squeeze a human, you get what's inside. And it's in circumstances and uh, challenges that the true character gets revealed. And, uh, you know, staying true to that integrity. I know integrity is one of your core values there. Um, I'm curious to know, me and you both are always on the lookout for opportunities there. Um, how are you trying to be in the moment, be focused and then also, but also detached to try to seek the opportunities within the challenge. I think that the word you use, detached, is kind of the key there. You have to be able to take care of the day-to-day, and everybody's playing a little bit of defense right now, but defense is offense right mm-hmm. now at the same time. Yeah, uh, Taking a few moments to detach a little bit and think about what industries are going to be impacted, how are they going to be impacted what's going to go up right now, uh, what's going to go down right now, what's undervalued. Um, those are the things where you can you can find something that's undervalued, I think, pretty easily in the next 30, 60, 90 days. It's just a matter of have you prepared yourself accordingly to take advantage of that. Yeah. You know, we were, we were talking earlier, too, small businesses are some of the ones that may be most affected by this. And, um I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that, but uh, one of the things is not being so in on that box, right? This mm-hmm. is the way it's got to be, and uh, this is the way it's always been done, but really asking some questions to get outside of that box, but to, to really, opportunity to get creative right here too, right? So how can I grow in these challenging times? Any advice you'd give to a small business owner or uh, someone that, was thinking about opening a small business? Sure, sure. So one thing we talked about with our leadership team the other day was uh, specific uh, specific hotels or specific small businesses will get hit harder than others based on what their, what their revenue mix is or what their market is um, and what happens to discretionary income. And the way I put it to them was, don't think outside the box right now. There is no box. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um and that's really what it is. I mean, for small businesses to survive, depending on you know where they are and and what exactly they do, um, <clears throat> it's all about cash flow management. Yeah, uh, cash is oxygen to a business, yeah. and uh, in order to not get suffocated, you've got to figure out a way to keep that supply coming. I've seen a lot of small businesses in Tupelo really pushing. Uh, to, to do gift card sales. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal idea. Yeah, great. Uh, to be able to get our local restaurants some revenue when we may not be able to go out to see them right now. Um, other things that small businesses can look at is um, 
you know, hopefully payroll is the, is the last thing, but there's some government stimulus that may be coming regarding payroll tax relief, yeah. uh, which would be uh, definitely a big, a big welcome help in this time. But going ahead and getting out in front, being transparent with your, with your vendors, with your banks and saying, Hey, can we get a little bit flexible with my payment terms? Uh, what can we do to sharpen your pencil on our, our per unit pricing on XYZ product? Yeah. Um, cutting out any unnecessary subscriptions and um, kind of more frivolous spending, which I think Cut everybody, fat, right? yeah, I think mm-hmm. everybody's already trimmed the fat, but the more creative ways to do that are going to be to, to go ahead and talk to the people that are your sources of capital and go ahead and talk to your vendors and go ahead and make sure that you're talking with your employees as well, because you don't want to blindside people. Yeah. You want to make sure that they know you're doing everything you can to, to be in the trenches with them, be part of the team with them, um, and communicate on how this is going to impact people and how we can minimize the impact together. Yeah, that's good. I can remember in uh, 2008, 2009, you know, when the economy tanked, we were living in Jackson, and uh, down in Jackson they have the Nissan plant, and they have that's where they manufactured Toyota Titans, right? And mm-hmm. um, I mean, uh, Nissan Titans. Was that? <laughs> Sorry about that, Nissan. Uh, but, I mean, gas was like $5 a gallon. Nobody was buying anything. And I remember going past this Nissan plant, and all you could see is acres and acres and acres of Nissan Titans. Like, they couldn't sell them. And we were in the physical therapy business, and a lot of PT businesses were cutting hours. They weren't, they, they were kind of sh- cutting back. Well, the PT clinic I was working at, we were growing, right? We were adding clinics. We were building clinics. And I find it interesting that in the same exact town, same exact market, one business is cutting back while another one is thriving. And I think there's opportunity here to do the same thing. Um, I'd love for you just real quick, real thought on executives that are leading kind of at a high level like yourself, right? Any advice to them as they lead their teams through this challenging time? Transparency. Mm. That, that's, been the, that's been the biggest thing for me to keep my team engaged and keep, keep that trust and that confidence high. Um, if I'm not transparent with them and they're not transparent with me, we can't make the right decisions. Um, and, and with the way that this thing is evolving, the current situation with with COVID nineteen, um, we're going to be wrong sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. so admitting where we're wrong, being as quick to fix that as possible, um, I think that's 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 where uh, that transparency and the honesty and and the trust factor uh, really come in. That that's been um, that's been a saving grace for us. Yeah, you know, I completely agree with you there too because I, I see. A lot of times leaders feel like they need to hold everything to themselves or maybe they, they're supposed to have all the answers and they don't have the answers mm-hmm. right now, right? And um, with that, the first step to getting people to buy in is they have to buy into the leader. Mm-hmm. And if they don't feel like the leader is being open and transparent with them, it's hard for them to buy in. And really, it just creates more fear. It, right? it does. It's not a bad thing to say, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I Actually, that's... My team would probably tell you that I say I don't know a lot. I'm, I'm actually proud of how often I say I don't know, uh, and, and proud of them when they when they say I don't know, but I can get an answer. Yeah. Um, 
So, and you know, we can't make sound decisions if we're not shooting people straight. Um, It's a, it's a disservice to everybody to oftentimes as leaders, we won't, we don't want to, we want to hold the weight and our teams to not feel the burden that we're carrying at the same time. They have to have information and, um, you don't want to be the deliverer or the bearer of bad news, but sometimes that news is necessary so that mm-hmm. people can operate the way that they need to operate to navigate. No, that's good. Uh, Somebody write know, that down. You know, <laughs> if you if 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 you're the captain of the ship and you see a storm coming, uh, your crew needs to know that we got to turn the boat. Yeah. Um, I heard a really good analogy one time about the about the Titanic. Uh, you know, the people that were below deck, they didn't see the iceberg. Hmm. You know, it, it's the people that are up top that are leading, that have the vantage point, that are at 30,000 feet. It's our job to steer the ship. And that means that our buy-in from lower levels within the hierarchy of an organization, it may lag. If every decision makes sense all the time, we're not leading from the right altitude. Hmm. Yeah, all of our viewpoints, all of our perspectives are going to be different. Yeah. Um, that's why the transparency is and instilling confidence and having that trust is important because you're going to make some decisions that short term don't make sense and long term do make sense. Yeah, uh, it's because the altitude and the perspective are different. Um, so continuing to have open two way communication paramount right now. Yeah, uh, that that is big. So what about from the other end? Um, one other question for you there. So what about from the team member standpoint? Any, any advice for them as they're going through, maybe they're seeing some layoffs of maybe not in their company, but other companies, and they're like, man, what if that comes to here and what if that's me? But, you know, they've still got a job to do. They need to operate. Any advice to the team members while we're going through a challenging time? Be the one that adds value. Yeah. Be the one that's flexible. Be the one that's adaptable. Um, we've had those conversations amongst ourselves of, Hey, if you've got some really high performers, uh, and your hotel or your restaurant or your landscaping company or your whatever small business you're in can't afford to keep somebody during this time, be in touch with other people in your industry and say, Hey, I have an awesome person. I've got three spots. They're number four. They could be your number one. Hmm. So sharing that information, I mean, we've got tons of hotel-to-hotel information, landscape-to-landscape company information, um, restaurant-to-restaurant communication of if somebody's displaced, what's your top five people? Because your hotel may be impacted more than another hotel. Another hotel may not have a big demand impact. They may be needing people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you've got uh, kind of a good sharing economy that's going on right now. If you're the one adding value, there's always a place. That's right. I like that. Uh, adding adding value, you can be found, right? And right now, like you said, people are looking for talent. And when we come out on the other side, talent's going to be at a premium. Mm-hmm. So making yourself more valuable. There's also a lot of opportunity right now for innovation. Yeah. Uh, and, and at least in, in the organizations uh, and the, the industries that I'm a part of, that indus- that innovation that's really valuable, that, that affects real positive change in terms of the way things are done, it almost always comes from the bottom up. Yeah. So if you're the one on the front lines and you see a problem, um, 
when you're the person that sees those those issues and you come up with solutions, you're now irreplaceable. Yeah. Um, now, it also requires a little bit of humility and empathy from the people above you in the chain because they have to be be ready to accept uh, an opportunity to do something a different way. Yeah. Um, but that's why that trust is important because you're going to get the innovation from the bottom, which also creates upward mobility from somebody that's on the front lines. Yeah. If you've created a, a culture of leadership, that should be no issue, right? Because the leader is one that puts somebody in a position to succeed and they're open and willing to ideas. And they, they say the thing that you say a lot. I'm not exactly sure. I, I can find the answer, but I'm also open to uh, your suggestions and mm-hmm. your ideas. So, um Logan, again, you you know uh, probably the most knowledgeable on this topic than anybody I know. Any last things before we close off? Any last advice or um, that you want to leave people with before we sign off? Take it seriously. Yeah, um, I, I would say local governments take it seriously. Um, you know, we have an opportunity right now to cut this thing off at the knees before it gets, uh, before it continues to grow exponentially. So, you know, let's follow the guidelines that the Surgeon General and the CDC, um, have given us. Um, you know, let's, let's all look back in a month and say, Hey, we overreacted because that means that we did it the right way. Um, and from a community standpoint, let's all look for ways that we can serve each other and that we can help each other get through a difficult time. Um, Tupelo has a good way of doing that. Yeah. Uh, the church, Hope Church that we're a part of, has a good way of doing that. Um, Tupelo really had a lot of unity after the tornado in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is another opportunity for everybody to come together and really make this community tighter and even better. Yeah, I agree. Opportunity to shine, right? That's right. Opportunity to shine. Well, uh, we'll say thank you guys for taking a listen to the Principles Podcast with Corey and Logan. Hey, uh, subscribe, rate, review, and feel free to share it with someone. If this has added value to you, uh, share it with a friend or family member. Uh, Thank you guys again for taking the time out of your day to listen. I hope you guys have a great day, and God bless. And everybody remember, now more than ever, Would you recommend yourself as an employee, as a leader, as a spouse, as a community member, as a business owner? Would you recommend yourself that that's going to how you answer that question and how you act upon that answer is really going to dictate the way that we come through this thing? Mm, That's good. Would you recommend yourself? Good job. Thank you.
just wanted to see if there was anything that you wanted to add to to add value to people or something else about your story uh, before we wrap it up today. Just to max everything out, whether you're the janitor and uh, or, or at one of our hotels, you're one of the public area attendants, make that lobby tile the best lobby tile that anybody's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, those things get noticed, but not only that, they just build self-confidence and they, they build value within you um, for you to build the confidence that you need to take the next step, whatever that next step is. If you're in a, in a marriage, max out providing value for, uh, for that person that you're married to. If you're in a partnership with your business, max that out. Um, some questions that I ask myself at the end of the day are what deposits or investments did I make in the areas that I'm trying to move the needle in my life? And I'll write those answers down each day. Uh, What investment did I make in my marriage or in my wife? What investment did I make financially to get me to the net worth I want to be at? What investment did I make for my business, for the hotel business? What investment did I make physically or to move my health markers that I want to move? Uh, And I think kind of auditing yourself um, and not letting yourself off the hook um, will really show you where you are and, and where you need to go. But um, you'll be amazed what will happen if you'll just really max every single thing out. Um, you'll sleep really good at night, uh, yeah. but don't leave any bullets in the gun. Yeah, that's good. So I, I hope you did not miss one little thing that he just said right there that uh, each day, you know, he's holding himself accountable each day. And what we know is that growth doesn't happen in a day like that, right? It happens daily in the daily actions and the habits that we take. He's holding himself accountable to the things that are important to him. And I think most people don't do that, right? We just float through life and we respond and react. But if you truly want to get to where it is that you want to get to, you have to be intentional about it. I love that that answer. That was that was good. That Intentionality was good. is uh, such a powerful thing because we, we really we really tend to to float. There's a there's a hymn that says we're prone to wander. Oh yeah. Uh, and and that's so true. So it's it's just of vital importance to be intentional about where you want to go who you put in your life, uh, because those, those people are who you're going to become. Wow. Well, I hope this uh, first episode of Principles has added value to you. I, I know if you take a listen to it multiple times, you'll dig some nuggets out of the things that Logan shared, part of his story, and um, some, especially there at the end and throughout. It was really good. I hope, again, it has added value to you. If you've got a story that you would like to share or you know a friend or family member who's got a story that would impact and make a positive impact in the lives of other people, we would love to hear from you. Um, you can email us at Corey, C-O-R-Y, at CoreyLeeLeadership.com. Thank you guys again for um, taking a listen. Feel free to share this podcast with a friend or family member and uh, make sure you subscribe to it. Thank you guys. Have a great day and God bless. And remember, ask yourself, would you recommend yourself? Would you recommend yourself? As a partner, as a husband or a wife, as an employee, as a business owner, would you recommend yourself? Uh, And that question will... I think, change the way that we operate. Mm. Well, ending on that, I think that's a key principle to live by. So thank you, Logan, for your time. And you guys have a great day. And God bless.